going to talk about yoga today, but perhaps not in the way that you would expect. So I'm gonna ask you to listen in, keep your mind open, because we're joined today by Sherry Goff, who is an amazing yoga practitioner and dear friend of mine. Sherry is certified in prenatal, senior, special needs, trauma-informed, and children's yoga. She began her training in India and has traveled and trained extensively for over 30 years, amassing thousands of hours, leading, listening, and observing on the path to wellness, joy, and self-realization. She facilitates students moving inward and developing healthy relationships with self, family, and community that are achievable and enduring, which is why we ask her to join us today. Sherry understands and applies yogic principles to understand self through divination and spiritual work, which again is our theme for this season. So if you want to find Sherry, you can go to the show notes to find her website or her website is manastudio108.com, which is M-A-N-A-S-T-U-D-I-O-108.com. Hi, I'm Andrea Neville. And I'm Jessica Paschke. We are psychic mediums who like to consider our spiritual experiences as adventures. We've discovered that sometimes the adventure is wonderful and unexpected, and sometimes it's really uncomfortable. So join us as we chat about spiritual adventures and answer your questions, giving you specific tools and practices you can use to navigate the journey with more confidence. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Welcome, Sherry. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Andrea. So, I am thrilled to be here. Yeah, well, I'm, thank real, you. I'm really, ex- I'm really excited. And I, um, yoga is my, uh, it's become my life. So the opportunity to talk about it, it really excites me. So thank you for the invitation. Awesome. No, I'm so glad you're here. So just to give everybody a little bit of context, because they're probably thinking this is a little out of character. I signed up years ago at the behest of a friend for a yoga class. And I had taken one a long time ago. Any interaction I've had with yoga was challenging to say the least. And honestly, I really wasn't feeling it. So I decided it's a good way to bond with my friend, I'll take this yoga class and my body really does need some movement. Well, Sherry was the teacher and everything changed. My ideas of yoga, my uh, my relationship with yoga and with myself was just unleashed in a beautiful and new way, being guided by Sherry and her connection to really all that is and how that works through body, mind, spirit. So I'm really excited for you all to meet her and Sherry. I'm going to start with really what you changed for me, which was basic beliefs about yoga. Hmm. You know, what I certainly came in where, oh, this is going to hurt, right? Teachers would come around and push me down. And Hmm. I know you are like, absolutely not on that. So what are some basic beliefs about yoga? Yeah, well, it's so funny. I remember that. I remember that day. I remember that day very well that you came in. And of course, I immediately fell in love with you because I saw your your aura of just brilliant light and um, 
and your humbleness and your willingness. And I think the reason it was so powerful for you is because of your practices that you already had implemented, you know, your, your meditation and your spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really, I, I do really feel like that, um, that's why we had that instant connection. We, yeah, we did the, 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 my heart recognized your heart, the love in me recognized the love in you. So it was kind of like this, wow. And you were in the class, I think for five weeks before mm-hmm. we even really had a, a, a real conversation, but we saw each other very we clearly. Did. I remember what you said to me. I was leaving one day and you looked at me and you said, who are you? <laughs> And, and I remember walking out with you after one class. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was one that you you was emotional for you because you were releasing some stuff that was. Yeah, we'll talk about that. That, that was stuck in the body. But <laughs> you looked at me and you said, you're you get it. You're not you're not one of those weirdos that are. All, you said you have one foot in each world, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that was like the highest compliment you could give me because that's what yoga is about. It's about balance ah. and that there's no duality. So you, you probably don't even realize that you gave me such a compliment that, that day that I could, um, that I've, re- that I remembered. Remember. So, uh, yeah. So, so what was your question again? So, what? <laughs> well, we actually just, I know we just kind of covered it because it was basic beliefs about yoga, but I think in our little interaction right there, we covered that. So, I want to ask you, because you just said yoga is about balance. So what is, tell us more about that, explaining yoga, what it really is, not our limited perceptions if we're not. So explaining, explaining yoga in its entirety is (laughs) like, (laughs) it's like trying to explain love. Like everybody's going to have a different Um, perception of it. And if you have had a bad experience with yoga, you went to a class where um, the teacher was very demanding, or you had to overstretch, or you were being told, you just felt uncomfortable there. I mean, people all the time come up to me and say, oh, yeah, I tried that. I hate it. It's not for me. Um, It hurts. I'm not flexible. I can't sit still. And none of that is, is really, is really yoga. Um, so, but my yoga... yoga practice is a spiritual practice, and it helps me gain access to parts of my mind that see everything more clearly. Um, and it goes outside of just the yoga class itself, right? Because I think the common misconception is is that yoga is something that happens just in that period of time that you're in in the space doing the asana, right? Like, like when that's not necessarily the key. It's it's much grander and bigger than that, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the um, what you said, the asana that that's the exercise portion. That's the stretching and the ground and the um, lengthening of the muscles. That's just one branch. That's just one part of it. Um, and it's it's all about balance. There's five main parts to a yoga practice, which becomes tools for living your life well in this body. Um, do you want me to go into those five yeah. points? Or yeah, definitely. Because sure. I yeah. think it's because I do think that people don't understand that it's beyond just stretching and exercise, right? Exercise because in in the West, it really has been billed as 
yeah. a form of exercise, right? Mm-hmm. When when it's there is a, it comes from somewhere else, and there's so much more with it, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And that's why Sharon's saying, like you, you use yoga as a tool to understand yourself and life more fully, right? And so those five yeah. principles that you're mentioning, I think, are key for people to see that. So yeah. yes, please. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's an ancient Hindu practice um, from India, and it was brought to the West in the early 1900s in the form of asana, and it's become this huge business. I mean, you go into Lululemon and a pair of yoga pants is $120, and you have Mm -hmm. to pay $20 drop-in to go to this fancy studio. That's um, It becomes very exclusive and and not accessible to a lot of people. And it's important to know that yoga is for everyone, everyone, no matter how old you are, no matter what your health challenge is, no matter your race, your gender, any anyone can do yoga. That's the beauty of, of yoga. Um, and you don't need the $120 pants. No, do you it. don't. You can use a bath towel on the floor and you can, you know, just wear your comfy sweatpants. And it's... Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's important to to point out because a lot of times, like Andrea was at a community college that was very mm-hmm. accessible um and affordable to a yes. lot of people. The there's there's gyms, there's there's all sorts of places you can practice yoga. There's lots of um YouTube videos. It's really starts with um with that desire. And um there are five main points that I can talk about right now if you want to hear them yes this yeah definitely really the foundation of the traditional hatha yoga so you'll hear lots of terms about yoga there's there's vinyasa there's power yoga there's hot yoga there's but it's all basically hatha yoga which is which is this and this is the foundation so the five principles include um and they're in any order you just practice them in balance um one is proper breathing. So I at the end of this, maybe I can walk us through a, a breathing exercise. Mm-hmm. So deep abdominal breathing. Our breath is with us from the time that we're born to the time that we go. When we get bad news, we notice the breath changes. When we get excited, the breath changes. So the breath is really such an important part of finding the balance. So proper breathing, um, proper relaxation. And a lot of people think that the more you do, the more you multitask, the more that you can accomplish in the day, um, the more productive and successful you'll be. Actually, yoga teaches us quite the opposite, that the more you can rest, the more that you can take advantage of that pause and ground and be still and get get the sleep that your body needs. We're all different. Some people need six, some people need a solid 10. Some of us need a nap during the day, but giving yourself permission to know that it is okay to take that, that nap because it's essential. It's essential to our well-being and our balance. And if we're working on opening and coming up to that uh, third eye in between our eyebrows to open our intuition, it's access through balance that's through rest, that's through pausing. So um, the the rest, then proper nutrition. And again, that's, that's for everybody to decide. I mean, 
it's not about some strict vegan or vegetarian diet, although most yogis are vegetarians. Um, it's what works in your body. If meat and vegetables work for you, find a balance with that. Last night I had I had popcorn and oatmeal cookies for dinner. <laughs> that sounds like me. That's okay. I mean, it's <laughs> okay. <sounds> delicious. <laughs> dinner it's goals. All, it's all about balance. And I don't I don't eat like that every day, but you know, sometimes you just need to nurture yourself in that way. So what works for you? Your body is like a laboratory. So experiment, figure out what works for you. Take out dairy, take out gluten, introduce it, see what happens, find your your good proper nutrition. Um, and let's see, the fourth, the fourth part is um proper uh meditation and positive thinking. Mm. So that this is a this is a big one. Um and we can really meditation is the reason that yogis um started stretching and moving is because they wanted to be able to sit and drop in to that higher self and connect. Once you can do that, you can meditate even for five or 10 minutes a day. You realize, okay, this is, this is, there's something here. There's a connection here. Um, so positive thinking and meditation. I'm not saying toxic positivity where mm -hmm. everything is rainbows and unicorns and, you know, your car gets hit and you're like, oh, how wonderful. It's not that kind of positive <laughs> thinking, but there's a, there's a, there's a training to it, you know, looking at, at the gifts in certain situations and looking at, you know, um, the, the things that, that you might start to think are bad all the time, but actually have quite a lot of value too. Mm. Um, and did I say exercise? Not did yet. I say no, that's yet. the last one? Yeah. <laughs> so in um, in yoga, it's it's asana. It's it's that kind of moving. But if you like to walk, you can do a walking meditation. If you like riding a bike, that's amazing. If you like um, whatever it is, weightlifting, if there's any way that you can move your body and, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Those are the five basic points and they're, they're simple, but they're a daily practice. Mm. I love that. And that sort of through those five basic points, that sort of becomes your, your spiritual work. That's like how you're accessing that that inner knowing, your inner voice, yourself, understanding yourself more, correct, is through kind of those five basic principles. Exactly. Yeah, I love exactly. That. And it is accessible to everyone. I want, I really want everyone to know that yoga is not something that, um, that you can't do or that it's just exercise, that it is it, it's the foundation that grounding is first and foremost. Um, I think that's such a good point because I, I, I tell you, I do not, I love yoga. I have a really hard time going to a public class. I, mm. I'm really uncomfortable with it. I, for many of the reasons that you've said, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's in fancy clothes. They're really expensive. Everyone has this, you know, designer mat with all the right. accessories. And and very often that's what sort of I've encountered. And there was really only one place. It was in Alaska. 
I loved yoga class because it was every different kinds of people, different, um, you know, and we started, it was all about tuning in, slowing down, right? Mm -hmm. Like just being observant of where we were, not trying to achieve some quote unquote ideal, just being present with ourselves. And that was the first time I actually felt comfortable being in a yoga class. But I, I, I have to say, I really struggle with going into new studios when we move and finding a new, you know, cause it just, you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. You do yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. And you're not alone. That's the experience of most, most people. They, um, they, they struggle, they struggle when they go into a studio and people are standing on their heads or doing these mm-hmm. chaturangas that like are just not accessible. And they don't know that that really isn't yoga. Um, but it, that's but amazing. It, I love that you say that though, because that's the first thing people think of when they think yoga is all yeah. of those things. You just, yeah. 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 It's so much more. Yeah. Yeah. And with your audience here, who is interested in opening intuition, um, a lot of practitioners that just focus on the upper three chakras, you know, here up there there also is not there's not a balance and there's not a um a grounding with that realization that the that the lower three chakras are what support us so beautifully um and they really allow us to develop a greater intuitive sense the heart becomes the bridge and Mm -hmm. if we can find a practice that can link the upper chakras with the lower and drop into that heart space and hear the whispers of the heart. The, mm. they, there's so much there. Um, then we really, we can really have a, a beautiful yoga practice um, without doing anything extreme, no contortionism, no, um, you know, fancy clothes or any of that. It's just really about, it's self-study. A lot of it is self-study, but finding a spiritual community um, is also very supportive. Um, I mean, I started over 25 years ago in in a gym, and it was in a military gym, and the <laughs> teacher was doing some crazy breathing exercises and uh, moving with the breath, and I had never been taught to link gentle movement with breath, and I was mm. like, whoa, this is activating something. There was a, like a, a spark. There was a, there was a, a real like, um, sizzle, like a sparkler. And that was the beginning. And I started down this rabbit hole of self-study and reading, um, autobiography of a yogi from Yogananda, amazing, amazing book, amazing teacher, but his philosophy really is that you are your greatest teacher and that divinity really resides within all of us. There is no, and when you meditate and you sit, I get so excited talking about this. You, you connect to that heart space. And then when you see people like Andrea or you, you feel, and you know that we are all connected, there is no separation there and there's no duality there's no good there's no bad there's no and that really all we're living in here is a dream this is maya this is a dream and we want to live and support each other in this dream the best that we can 
So I love that. So I, I have a I, question I, for you. This yeah. just popped in my brain while you were talking. If somebody has been going to yoga or doing yoga in their home, how do they take that practice off of the mat and make it something more expansive? Like you had said you'd started in a gym and then you realized, oh my gosh, there's so much more. Like, can you talk a little bit about how just your personal experience with taking it deeper than just that class in the gym? Yeah, I started reading and then I started getting involved in traditional Shivananda Hatha style yoga. So I was taught the basic, really um, Indian traditions. And then from there, went to the Himalayan Institute. So I feel like I got a very um, um, rooted uh, Mm -hmm. traditional and then, and then I would experiment. I'd go to different classes and I would see how that felt for me. And if I didn't feel comfortable there, I'd go. Or if there was a teacher, like there's been a lot of teachers that have come and, and pushed me. There's been teachers that have gotten in my space and it just didn't feel appropriate. Those are the place or, or the teachers that say, you must do it the way I do or act like the guru. That's not, that's, that's the place you want to walk away from or run away from as fast as you can. Um, when Which you, is why when I love you, Sherry as a yoga teacher. <laughs> when you come to somebody, it should be no more than a friend because really we are all connected and the greatest teacher is within you a hundred percent. So I think your question, Jessica, was about how do I take yoga off the mat? And it it's, um, it's not just one it's not, it's not just one thing, like it activated Mm -hmm. something in me, but then it becomes everything that you do. So as you start to study like the yamas or the niyamas, and they're like, um, they're disciplines about, about nonviolence, about truthfulness, about non-stealing, about, about purity and contentment, it just becomes infused in, in how you are in the world. And it's a daily, it's a daily practice. Mm-hmm. You know, when once you start to study these principles, they become, um, they just become who you are. Two things yeah. you said there that I love. One, it's a daily practice. Mm-hmm. And we've heard that so many times from our guests about what they do. It's, it's a daily practice for them. It's like a daily, that's, that's where it shows up and becomes powerful as they've incorporated it into their day. And the second thing that you said that I absolutely love was walk away. Y'all, you can walk away. <laughs> walk away. <laughs> you can, yeah. you, if, if that type of yoga doesn't work for you or that teacher doesn't work for you or whatever, you don't have to stay and make it work for you. Like spoiler alert, it, it's probably not you. It's, Like go somewhere where you feel comfortable and you feel loved and you feel safe. Right. Don't don't stick it out thinking you have to do it better. or You're not good enough. Like I love that you gave permission for people to walk away. Run away is what you said. (laughs) You know, no, it's true. And that was always my experience. Not that I had a ton of it because I didn't until and I didn't understand it until I met Sherry as a teacher. And then I understood that there was a safe space and there was, again, as you and I always say, Jessica, not one way, right? Mm-hmm. Like Sherry taught me all of that. And it, it, um, but you know, Andrew, really, you knew all that, yeah, but I, but I didn't <laughs> know it did about yoga. This, I that? didn't know it about yoga. Uh, yeah. I didn't know about yoga. I think, I think I just held the space 
for you to tap in with your with your breath and with the movement into your into your lower chakras because your crown your your chakra your third eye your are are like amazingly but when you drop down a little bit further Mm -hmm. uh, you heard you heard the whisper of your heart you oh yeah yeah but I honestly had never experienced a yoga class or any sort of um, information about yoga that did that taught that talked about that it was very much the this yogic exercise is going to be good for you. And if you can't get your butt all the way to the ground in child's pose, <laughs> aka me, we will push you down until you get there. Wow. So yeah. I didn't understand the true inner work and spiritual aspect and greater understanding of yoga until you. Honestly, like own that, Sherry. Own it. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. being the way shower. You're welcome. And thank you for being my friend. I, oh, same. I, <laughs> it, same. Um, it, it, it's about just getting out of your own way and allowing whatever is meant to come through, to come through and hold that, that space and, and, mm-hmm. you know, just remind people to breathe, you know, and push into your feet and move slowly and honor Listen, everything's an invitation in yoga uh, postures in a yoga asana class. So consider when they're saying, you know, stretch your arms out and your your shoulders aren't allowing that. Take that as an invitation. If you can't physically do that, do what you can do. And if the teacher says, no, that's not the correct form, then you leave. Right. Just what <laughs> Jessica pointed out. Then, OK, thank you very much. And. Thank you for showing me something mm-hmm. about myself that I can, um, I can leave. I can find something that resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's empowering, yeah. actually. It, it's very empowering. Mm-hmm. It, that's why everything becomes yoga. Like, <laughs> I still go to classes. Um, I mostly practice at home. Now I have my space here, but I'll go to a class maybe once a week, a little bit more physically challenging and maybe Mm -hmm. postures that I usually don't do at home. Gentle yoga now is advanced yoga, let me tell you. So if you're a newbie and you're looking for um, an asana class, look for the most gentle, the most restorative. That's the place that you're going to be able to drop in. Um, And it's also the most challenging. So when I when I need a little bit more movement, um, I'll go to a class once a week. And there is a gentleman next to me. Um, bless him. God bless him. It, <laughs> but he was just clueless. He was grunting. He was drink gut gug gug gu- guzzling his water, dropping his big heavy water bottle down, and um, making these like he was the only person in the room kind of noise and then doing all of these things that, but I, I just said, you know what, this is my one class a week and this is my yoga. This is my yoga practice. It's to be in this space, to have compassion for this person and to breathe. So when you're in line at the supermarket or when someone cuts you off or when someone's rude, that's your yoga. You breathe, Mm -hmm. you take that deep abdominal breath 
you go into your heart and you just try to have compassion for them and realize that you don't know what's going on, what their story is, but that's, that's a like that's a residual effect of, yeah, yoga. It's all yoga. So, all yoga. Sherry, you taught me a lot about breathing that I actually still use and share with others because I think it's masterful. Um, can you, would you mind showing us, I mean, you've talked about how you use it as a tool, but I think your breathing is also a tool. And you mentioned maybe walking us through an abdominal breathing. We would love yeah, that. Sure. Um, so I can, I can walk you through a little um, meditation with abdominal breathing. Awesome. Great. If you would like that. Um, awesome. Yeah. Okay. So um, I was getting my nails done yesterday. I'll tell you a little story. And the the nail practitioner lady was, um, she's a friend of mine too, but she was saying her father was a Buddhist. And I said, oh, do you meditate? And um, because it really, it really just, it just helps ground you and, mm -hmm. and to find that balance and removing those fluctuations in your mind. And she said, no, no, I don't know how I need someone to show me, but, but I know that I, if I did it, I'd be really good at it. And I said, <laughs> it's the most simple thing ever. And it's the foundation to everything we do in our lives. Um, and, and it, and me with what I'm considered a householder yogi who lives in the real world, who has kids and was just doing a load of laundry. And, you know, I'm not living in an ashram or in the mountains or anything. I can, I can still use this tool of meditation and it's even more beneficial for those of us who have real world stuff coming at us. So anyway, I explained it to her while she was doing my nails very simply. Okay, so this is how we start. So let's start. Okay, and, perfect. Uh, uh, we find a comfortable seat. So a lot of times people think you have to go to a special place in your house, you have to light candles or incense. Um, you have to find a special cushion. You don't have to do any of that. Sometimes I just sit up in bed in the morning and I'm like, okay, I need to meditate for 10 minutes here just to start my day. It's like pushing the reset button on your computer. It's a way to refresh everything so that you can be less reactive and, and you can just allow allow yourself that pause. So that's all I'm, I'm just saying okay, I got to, I got to reset everything. I got to reboot everything before I go into the, the chaos of my day. So I just sit up tall. If I, if I feel like crossing my legs that day, I will. If I feel like my knee is sore, my hip is naggy, I'll keep my legs out straight. I do try to keep my spine relatively straight. And we have this natural, beautiful curve in our spine. So you're not sitting you're not sitting so erect that that's gone. And then you just kind of relax the shoulders down. You might do a, a couple shoulder rolls or maybe, um, maybe allow the neck to go back and forth side to side. Now experienced meditators or, or monks, they've actually put electrodes on their heads. And when they drop into the meditation, it is so quick that they can see those gamma rays happening immediately 
And those are those good hormones that really give us that, that, that feeling of joy and connectedness. But people that are practicing like me daily, I can't drop in that quickly. So I just go through the checklist. I sit down, I feel my spine, I relax my shoulders, check in with my body, seeing, okay, I might need to scoot over this way, scoot over that way, find my comfortable seat. Relaxing my jaw, my forehead. And oftentimes I allow my eyes to close. Now, if I'm in an environment um, like my car, not while I'm driving, but if I'm parked and I just need a, a five minute drop in, I'll, I'll keep my eyes open and I'll just soften my soften my gaze because sometimes we can't always close our eyes, but ideally closing the eyes. And then we tune into the breath and it's so simple. So the only thing that you have to remember is the mouth stays closed. And then we inhale through the nose for the count of six. No pause at the top. And then you exhale through the nose for the count of six. Inhaling through the nose, and you can add an ohm if you like that, an ohm one, ohm two, ohm three, ohm four, ohm five, ohm six, and then exhaling, ohm one, ohm two, ohm three, ohm four, ohm five, ohm six, and then continue that just gently. So what we're doing is we're dropping into our parasympathetic nervous system. That is the rest and digest, we're sending our body the message that we're safe and that we can relax our bodies, we can ground down, inhaling through the nose for the count of six, and feeling your belly expand and exhaling for the count of six. So often we breathe right in the upper part of our chest, even when we sleep. So this is an actual breathing practice. It's called diaphragmatic breathing. And the thoughts are going to come in. The thoughts always come in, and that's okay. You just kind of let them pass like a, like a breeze in an empty room. And then eventually, the breath becomes natural. And you're not the breather, you're not the breath, you just allow. Your body to soften. And then if the, the thoughts start to become naggy, this is the point in the practice that I'll bring in uh, a mantra. And you can use any mantra with the inhalation and then the exhalation. A mantra is 
something to do with the positive thinking portion. If you don't have a mantra, if you haven't cultivated or created one, you can use the universal mantra, which is so hum. So you're inhaling so, and you're exhaling hum. That gives your mind something to anchor onto. Inhaling so. Exhaling hum. This means I am that which I am. This is basically the connection to everything that isn't being. And then this is where you might feel that flutter of the of the veil start to open. You might start to feel your intuition, your highest self start to whisper to you. Yeah. Knowing that we're all connected. And realizing that this divine nature is within all of us. And that this simple practice right here is our ultimate direct line to connecting to that. And you sit as long as you, as you feel comfortable when you're ready to come back. You can rub your hands together, create some energy here. And sometimes I like to say a prayer while I'm doing this, while I'm doing the, the waking. May we be protected. May we be nourished by one another. May we create strength among one another. We, may our practice be filled with light and may there be no ill feelings among us. And then I just take this energy, this peace, 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 and kind of feel it wash over me. And that's it. I think that was like five minutes of a reset. And you can feel the tingles, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I can. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank so you. welcome. Yeah. You're so welcome. And um, yeah, there's no beginners. There, I, there's no expert. There's no advance. Just know that this practice is, a, it's for all of us. So mm -hmm. yeah. And if, so, yeah, go ahead. Sherry, I, I'm just going to say to our listeners, like, if Sherry resonates with you, and I'm going to highly recommend um, if you could put out, let us know your website where they can find you because you offer more than yoga. I know that you do. I do. Do yeah. you want to talk about that for a moment? Sure. Yeah. So I offer private Zoom classes. If we get a group together, um, we can do a meditation course, but through um, through these, this year, these years of yoga practice, I've found something called family constellations. Mm -hmm. So 
that is because of my intuition that has been a lot of people think that oh if i meditate i'm going to get psychic powers and a lot of people that do meditate a, a lot do but that's also not the goal of yoga that's like a side effect so that side effect of the intuition opening has led me to the family constellations and in a nutshell that's a uh it's a it's a tool that we can use to drop into the field to help remove any kind of obstacles or weights that you might be carrying that are inhibiting you from living your purpose or your your living your greatest version of yourself now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be generational. It could be in this time. It could be past lifetimes. So yes, I do family constellation work um, and I absolutely love it. It's and magical sound, crystal sound bowl healing. I can't even, yes. ooh, I leave my body. That, <laughs> the, the sound, yeah, the sound bowls Gone. are the, the relaxation, <laughs> the rest part, the, the really... Um, yeah, they're the. Oh, we're going to get one, everybody. Hold on. She just grabbed one of her balls. <laughs> <laughs> this is the invitation for you to to relax. So a yoga nidra is, a, it's essentially yoga sleep. And when I do a crystal bowl meditation, we can work through the chakras. We can, um, you can work through your chakras during this. Know that you have the power to do all of this. You don't Beautiful. need a healer, you don't need a shaman, you don't need anyone to reset you or to heal you. You have this, you have this within you. So you just have to create the space and the pause to allow your body to do that and um, to tune into that. I don't know if it it resonates over Zoom. The metal uh, breaks up any stagnant energy within the body Mm -hmm. and the crystal harmonizes so it's a beautiful experience those i do in person i've tried them on zoom yeah um, i can see where it's because i know what your bowls are like and it's not coming here's a c note way. can you hear that at all no isn't no, that it's interesting crazy but you know what i feel so relaxed when you do it as if you're doing like i'm watching you and i'm like oh i can feel that though right i can feel <laughs> it but we can't I hear can feel it. it but i can't hear it that's fascinating so- fascinating to me wow i did i did a full-on like uh crystal bowl metal bowl gong um chime uh workshop for somebody in maryland and Mm -hmm. it was so bizarre when i listened back to the recording because some of the crystal balls you could hear and then some of them canceled each other out and there became silence yeah, it was really interesting. But in person, in person is yeah. the way to experience. You will fly out of your body in person. Well, yeah. Sherry, we can't thank you enough. I mean, I just yes. thank you again for like, you make it, your explanation makes it accessible and a principle of understanding yourself through spiritual work mm-hmm. and explaining that yoga is daily spiritual practice. It's just perfect. Thank you. I have one more question. Yeah. One more. Yeah. What is just, just letting it drop in. What is one more thing that our listeners need to know? Just whatever drops in. Mm. Knowing that there, there, there's no good. There's no bad. There's no right. There's no wrong. And that we're all divinely connected. That divinity is within each and every one of us. 
Oh, I love that. Yay. And yeah. and on that <laughs> note, right? Because that's perfection. Mm-hmm. On that note, everyone, enjoy your adventure today. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thanks for being a part of today's Adventures with Spirit. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'd love it if you left a review. Visit our website at adventureswithspirit.com to subscribe to our newsletter, submit a question, check out classes, and schedule your own personal reading with us. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures with Spirit Official for more inspiring content. Here's to being adventurous. Adventurous.